Thank you for joining us for another night of Dungeons and Dragons. I am, as always, your host and dungeon master, Kenny. I have with me my entire illustrious party of people and a few quick announcements. Firstly, this is entirely possibly the first episode that you are hearing uh, in order put on SoundCloud rather than archive.org. Uh, I hope you guys enjoy the increased usability of SoundCloud. Uh, or iTunes or whatever I end up posting everything onto now uh, versus archive.org. I use archive.org a long time because it was free. Uh, but, uh, you know, people actually want to listen to this stuff. So, you know, it's time to start taking accountability and be a little more professional. So, again, thank you for listening. As long as you have, it means the world to me uh, that you all care so much to listen to these fake-ass stories. Also... Yeah, they are real to me. They are real to all of us. Oh, also, side note, have you heard about this sweet soy candle product called Critical Wick? CriticalWick.com. They've got candles. Those candles have dyes in them. Buy them. They're freaking sweet. CriticalWick.com. Buy candles. They are great candles. <laughs> um, anyway, so when we last left off, uh, our party had been drifting down to the end of the river. A few of the party members... One of which, one party member fulfilled their contract, and so before we get into tonight's session, I'd like to say in front of the entire party <coughs> what Karak the Druid's benefits were for completing his contract. Uh, Karak, you are a Circle of the Land Druid. Uh, the big key feature that that gives him as a Druid is he gets an expanded spell list based off of what sort of terrains his magic is drawn from. Uh, he gets to pick two additional land types to expand his spell list from, and also those spells that he gets from that are once-per-long-rest spell-like abilities, not simply more prepared spells for him to choose from. So congrats on that, and all you had to do was murder three people that were harming nature. <laughs> I, I murdered him good. You sure did. He also uh, participated in the killing of two hags okay. that were manipulating nature for their own benefit. Okay. You guys didn't ever find this out, but I had it written that the hags poisoned the village. Darn you, Druid, for being able to double dip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, That's anyway. a lot better than, like, I totally thought that he just murdered people and none of us knew <laughs> this whole time. Uh, right, no, I just, I keep Roderick for, like, 15 minutes post every session, uh, and just no one listens to the end, so fuck. Uh, and he's like, so who'd you kill this week? He's like, well, that one guard, I didn't like the way he looked at me, so. Shaved the belly. No, uh, so... And two other party members betrayed the oath of their contracts and have been since cursed and spurned for that. Uh, Nalos, the cavalier, has experienced the inability to stay in a saddle and, as a triton, no longer has the ability to swim. Or breathe underwater. Or breathe underwater. Also, uh, our other person who betrayed their contract was, uh, geez, what's his name? Oh, yeah, Pahokwi, who lost the ability to rage and also cannot be understood, which means any gestures he performs is misinterpreted. Any words he attempts to formulate come out as gargled yak noises. And so without further ado, I believe you guys had ended last week's session 
by ending, meeting the end of the river where a tribe of yak folk have made their home. And I'll pass it over to the party for their ability uh, to introduce themselves, starting with our fighter. Hey, this is Nick playing Nalos, the Triton fighter. Our bard. Hi, this is Lauren playing Vala, the Aksumar bard. Our necro, I mean uh, warlock. Yak. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's perfect. Keeping it. Uh, our rogue. Hi, I'm Elise. I'm playing Leonara, the furball rogue. Our druid. I'm playing, playing crack the Erico <laughs> druid. And our barbarian. Yak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was funny the first time, and then I expected it the second time. And was still caught off guard. <laughs> anyway, so the You're welcome. I mean, <clears throat> right. All right. So the party is drifting to the end of the river, and you guys can see that a Yakfolk tribe is making their home at the end of the river. Go. Uh. Well. Okay. I look at the. Highway. I point at the village and go. Ugh. You point backwards. No. <laughs> sorry, oh, I'm sorry. You're the DM. DM. That's really funny. Because I thought I was. Before we start, uh, Necro walks over to Pahokwe and just gives his ass a hug because I feel bad that he can't talk. So is it specifically my ass? <laughs> you know. You know. You know it. So your beak first into oh. undeniably yak cloth. <laughs> yeah. I love him. Yeah, I mean, you gotta respect that dedication to brotherhood. He can understand love. Uh... I really needed it after today. Yeah, you just kind of shrug instead of trying to hug him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right. Well, uh, let's get off this raft finally. Right, because the Arakoa that were uh, joining you have already left. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we need to. Uh... Get these party members uh, all fixed up. Be crucified. Suppose we're departing our raft for the last time, so I guess we should dis- disassemble the uh, makeshift tent coverings that we had and give people their tents back. Okay, so the two people who gave their tents for that get their tents back. Yeah, that's me. Cool. Is it like. Oh, okay, I thought that we completely destroyed them and like took them apart to make. Oh, bear in mind, you're, you didn't have, like, the tents that you guys get are not, like, uh, modern tents. Like, they're basically a giant sheet of canvas with some sticks. Okay. So, you guys just kind of repurposed the canvas and made a cover. That works. And So, nothing's damaged. I mean, your canvas is a little more sun-baked than you'd probably want it to be, but mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <clears throat> um... Did anybody else leave anything important on the raft? I don't recall us leaving anything there, but... <laughs> Just Chesapeake, I mean, as far as I can remember. Well, yeah. Come on, girl. Let's, let's move along. You can't really it's lose Chesapeake, though. Like She's not really like a set of car keys. <laughs> Walk into a village. Hey, I lost my, I lost my friend Chesapeake. Well, uh, well, glad to help you, sir. What, what is it? It's a giant crab. Size of your hut. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you know what? I did see that, actually. 
<laughs> okay, so you guys are hailed by the Yak Folk tribe as you de- depart your raft for the last time. And one of the Yak Folks walks up and sort of jingles a, a small coin purse in their hand and walks directly up to Pahokwi and says, in, in Yak Folk, Ah, brother, it's good to see another one. Good to see that you've acquired such a large amount of servitude under your belt. Your jar is strong, my friend. I'd like to purchase your raft. Uh, <laughs> I, um, I, I, uh, I, do, I have my horn. Um, can, uh, can I give my horn a little toot to try and, like, get him to understand that, like, yes? Okay, so you pull up your horn to, to doot doot on your horn. And you just like spit into it. You're just like. (laughs) (laughs) I I try. (laughs) I can't. To which the yak. Somebody to help. So. All right, I'm gonna. You know, you look around to your party. You're like. I totally nailed that. <laughs> but the, the 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 yak folk looks at you with a que- like a, a, a whimsied sort of like what, and looks to the rest of your party with a confused look and switches to common and says, "Is the yak folk amongst you, Lane?" Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. The yak folk have their own language. How come you didn't let me learn that language at the start when I did character creation? I thought you did. No, you said I could only have common. Write down yakish. Okay, so can I also not speak yak folk? No. Okay. <laughs> you, the curse that has befallen you, my friend, is you cannot be understood. Okay. <laughs> that's, huh, that's, right? that's fucked up, isn't it? Guys, two languages, guys, two. Count them. So I saw, I, either. I, I saw, I saw Lauren trying to interact. Go ahead. Uh, so I'm going to give a uh, uh, like fancy bow and um, say that uh, my companion here has injured his voice, uh, but would indeed like to sell you our raft. Uh, you didn't hear him say that. He said that in Yakish. Oh. But you could definitely right, have said then, most of that. Then... I'll tell him that our, our companion has injured his voice and cannot communicate. The Yak folk, after hearing you speak, um, turns to you and seems almost awestruck immediately. He walks over to you um, and falls to a single knee and extends his large yakish paw towards you to receive your hand. I give him my hand. <laughs> He looks upon your skin very intently, almost as if studying you, and then looks to you from down on knee, which is like pretty much your chest level. I mean, like they're Mm -hmm. wicked tall Um, and says, are you of the people of the light? Um, I nod my head and say I am. Uh, And he sort of glows uh, in his own fashion with excitement as he stands up. And like stamps a foot with a thunderous thump and uh, hands you the coins, the coin pouch he has 
and says, Please, for your raft, it would do me no greater honor than to own a belonging that belongs to those of the light. Um, I bristle indignantly because it's not just her raft. <laughs> Yuck. I'm going to treat it like it's my raft. <laughs> um, uh, I'm going to, I'll take the uh, pouch of gold and say, um, that is uh, very generous, sir. And uh, I have, um, I feel like you have overpaid. Um, perhaps uh, a song would even the scales. I'm going to. Play him a little, a little song. Okay, give me a performance. Uh, ah. good. That's a thirteen. Hey, don't eat that. <laughs> you said that's a th- a thirteen. To perform? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, make that with advantage. Eighteen. Okay. Um, as you perform, it's been a while probably since most of your party has heard you perform, and it has a soothing effect that the long road has certainly dulled their ease until now. But as your song fills the air, uh, most of the yak folk tribe over 40 yak folk approach your group and listen in harmony. Uh, I don't know how one listens in harmony. So never mind. Um, they all sort of listen into your song together. And, uh, the party has the ability to notice because you have eyeballs that this yak folk tribe has a consistent, uh, what's the word? Uh, look to them. In, in terms of their like attire and their amulets that they wear uh, and trophies that they would carry. And they all seem to be on their body somewhere is this symbol of like a halo of light cresting a sun. Um, Do they think that Lauren's a god? Maybe. <laughs> uh, listeners couldn't see the bard totally fist pumped and uh, so they are enthralled by your performance um, and an elder stepping forward you notice the this yak folk tribe collectively seem to whiten in their hair as they age which would stand out to Pahokwi as a little odd normally yak folk will darken in hair color as they age uh, and almost all elders are black-haired. Um, so that's 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 odd to you all. But as your performance wraps up, a thunderous cacophony of bellows and cheers and and uh, and horns blare, uh, and the party is sur- completely surrounded by this at this point. I worry that we're going to be bringing too much attention to ourselves. I am really worried that we're bringing too much attention to ourselves. I do like a punk rock. Give the devil horns. I, uh... This would normally be the time where I'd be like, 
Maybe there's a healer around that can cure curses, but uh, instead I go. <laughs> <laughs> Very insightful. Yeah. So um, after my performance, I want to uh, talk to uh, one of the elders about um, what they know of uh, my kind. I've uh, noticed that their uh, their symbol is what is it? It's 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 like a, light. it's like a sun and then a crown of light. Yeah. Can I do a maybe a history check? Sure. Know that? To see if I've seen that before? Absolutely. Uh, I got a three. So. Right. That is definitely a sun. <laughs> okay. Uh, going out on a limb here. Could Could I roll a history check? You may. You fall off the history. Oh, I can fall off the table. Oh, that sucks. Six. Definitely, definitely. That is undeniably a son. So, uh, to your inquiry, uh, Mm -hmm. the elders... Uh, a, a pair of elders, specifically a matron and a patron, like a matron and then like what would the elder, a uh, 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 a patriarch and a matron, matriarch, approach you, and sort of one of their hands on each of your shoulders, sort of guide you specifically towards their village, um, and what Pahokwi immediately recognizes, uh, so amongst Yak folk tribes. Uh, I believe me and you talked somewhat about this before the campaign started like there's not exactly a war chief type position because it's very elder oriented is that consistent with what we discussed yeah they don't really um, have like honored elders but there's not exactly any like centralized war chief like positions or anything like that so you would, but you would definitely recognize the uh, pair of, um, I don't want to just be like alpha males, but like bull, like uh, in in build, uh, yak folk of the tribe who are you know noticeably more physically intimidating than, the, than many of the other members of the tribe, approach your party, and uh, sort of rest the butts of their glaives on the ground and sort of steer their horns towards the tribe uh, village and uh, one of them says to you very abruptly friends of the light you may follow I want to uh, sense motive's not a thing I want to perception um, see what just they're how they're behaving towards us uh, you know are they kind of doing this begrudgingly or let me see I want to say that that would fall under insight. Yeah, that would be an insight check. Okay. I think it's wisdom. 17. So, uh, yeah, it, it, they, they are clearly doing something that they feel they are bound to by honor and duty. 
and you immediately can tell they would really rather spend time with the child of light than you all. <clears throat> Whatever. I'm, uh, I'm going to shake one of their hands and walk on. Okay, make a strength check. Uh, an athletic check. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh yeah, show them how strong we are. Uh, that's a natural 20. Okay, uh, so he, you grab his arm, and he doesn't understand this gesture at first, so he just grabs your arm as tightly as he can. Uh, and this guy's arm is bigger than your arm. <laughs> but... You can feel him attempting to lift you off the ground with one arm wrapped around your, like, forearm and wrist in a sort of a very hearty handshake. Uh, but instead of him lifting you off the ground, you instead plant your feet firm, look him dead in the eye, and shake his hand. To which he immediately changes his stature, to like, stance towards you, and becomes very clear that he now respects you as an equal in terms of physical prowess. <laughs> Dense fish people bodies ain't nothing to scoff at. Right. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> if you swim everywhere, you're going to get swole. That's facts. Anyway, so he sort of, again, nods his head more assuredly to you and gestures for you all to follow as the other of the two yak folk bullish men stands at the rear of your party as a rear guard of sorts. And you were all led into the village, uh, catching up to the bard. Um, you have your, your ears are flooded by the two elders with, uh, tales of the children of the light. They keep calling you a child of light. Uh, and they say, your people have been known to dance amongst the clouds and play the most beautiful of songs, hymns, and story. Our people of, Away from the far, cold tundra lands, we skirt the edge of snow, where the warmth knows our fur and dyes us to the color of who we praise. You seem different to what we have seen in the past of a child of light, but you have the blood for sure. When we reach the village, it would do wonders for our people if you would display your radiance for us. Hmm, well, it is no party trick. It is a serious matter, but I suppose I could, since you guys seem upstand, like upstanding folk. Oh, we know would, the way of things. We know that it is a great power you wield, that of the light. So, in turn, we would offer services. We are great healers, although it comes at costs as well as any magic. Of course, of course, um... It, it is uh, fortunate we have come across you then, for two of my party uh, need a form of healing. Uh, the matron at that sort of leans in and sort of begins to brush your back in sort of like an appreciative manner. And goes, "'Tis of course the kindness and generosity of the children of light to walk with those who are afflicted. You are indeed one of the clouds." Uh, it's at this point that you all reach the sort of uh, limits of the temporary village. Uh, again, not news to Pahokwi, but news to probably the majority of the party. The Yak folk are a tribal people, but are incredibly nomadic. Their homes are not thatch roof cottages at all. They are not built of, of wood or stone, but are of 
of leather and hide buildings that are temporary but strong. Do they make their tents out of their own skin? No. That's good. <laughs> no, they're not cannibals. We uh, make them out of the skins of furbolgs from the far uh, west. I mean, ugh. Uh, what prequels the uh, grunt is a tickle to Nalos. <clears throat> you sort of like tickle Nalos in his armored <laughs> armpit and then just like give him uh... <laughs> Hook, we've been like so just pleasant the last couple of days. Like, I'm glad you're handling all this really well. It's like, like if this was a movie, it just like cuts to the inner monologue of Pahokwi, and it's just like, I am nothing but a pile of seething rage, and I hate this so much. That's exactly what's happening inside the character's head. So much rage and no ability to let it out anymore. <laughs> All right, so uh, the party eventually reaches the center of the uh, village, um, which has a couple of of prominent fires, but you guys see in full view that above the threshold of every temporary house, there is a silver halo that is an eye that is same insignia that all of their clothing seems to be branded with. It seems to be the sort of um, moniker of the tribe, which again, Pahokwi is like, yeah, duh, this is just their thing. This is what they like to put on everything. Uh, you know, Pahokwi's tribe has its thing and everyone else does too. Uh, so, um, you've been there a little longer than the rest of your party. Uh, what, what, how do you display your radiance to the, to the Yak Folk tribe? Um, I think I would probably wait for the rest of my party to arrive. They can't be that far away, right? No, no, no. I mean, they, they arrive merely a moment behind you. Can it dramatically, like, tune my instrument, like, get really into it? Sure. So as, at, at, when you're done playing for time and your party arrives, what do you do? Um, I'm going to uh, start playing a song. And do my, uh, I'm going to uh, do the whole radiant thing with like the glowy hair and the wings. Right. And I guess probably just like hover a couple, maybe like six to eight feet in the air. So like the people in the back can get a good view. Right. And um, really jam out with my what is it i can't remember what the performance is called is called but the one with some um some like so you magical have, potency behind it right you have two one of them is like you sprout like additional illuminant like fairy mm -hmm. charms to yourself that makes you like bolster your allies and then there's another one where you like enrapture the people around you that's what I want. Okay. So, uh, let me check Xanathar's Guide to Everything, because I have that. 
and I'll tell you what that action inquires since you're down your character sheet today. Thank you. It's all right. These things happen to everybody. It's probably in a box somewhere. For the listeners, I moved today. It was a lot of work. Okay, so you have a mantle of inspiration. Okay, so yeah, yeah. As a bonus action, you expend one of your bardic inspirations to grant yourself the wondrous appearance. When you do so, choose a number of creatures that you can see within 60 feet of you of a number equal to your charisma modifier. They each gain temporary hit points, um, and then they can move up to their speed. Oh, enthralling performance. If yeah. you perform for at least one minute, you can attempt to inspire wonder in your audience by singing, and reciting a poem, or dancing. At the end of the performance, choose a number of humanoids within 60 feet of you who watch and listen to all of it, uh, up to a number equal to your charisma mod, and each of them must succeed a wisdom save. Uh, while charmed in this way, they idolize you and basically will do, uh, you know, anything outside of violence in your name. Okay, I'm going to choose the, uh, my wisdom, my charisma modifier, I believe is three. Yeah. And I'm going to choose, I guess, three people from the, like, council of elders. Okay. And yeah, just... Just be glowy and, and jam out. Okay. So while you're performing, uh, the rogue wants to do something. So I've been trapped on a raft with these guys for a while. I'm bored and want to stretch my legs. Uh, I figure that a lot of the, the town is around looking at the child of the lake. Oh, I would say everybody. Cool. I want to use that opportunity and just go look around town, see what's... I mean, obviously it's not a real town, but they said that they were healers. Maybe something is just left lying out that I could use to help my friends. So you're going to try and steal something that would be... Not necessarily. Well, I want to see what's around before I even think about... going to borrow. Borrowing to help my friends. Thank you. Not just All right, uh, stealing willy-nilly. Give me an investigation. Borrow from my people. Give you, give you that in, uh, advantage. Because everyone's gone. everyone's gone, you can really kind of be somewhat thorough. Did you get an eight and an eight? I got a six and a nine. Oh, that's a bummer. No. Nine. You don't have a bonus to investigate? No, that's intellect based. Yeah. These motherfuckers don't read books. Yeah. <laughs> I just. I mean, I don't know. You're trying to be a rogue. I figured you'd, you know, be good at Ooh. finding Ooh. things. Didn't think of it. Well, something to think about later on. Yeah. Uh, so with a whopping nine, um, you find pultences and a bunch of like unattended mortar and pestles that smell like magic, but you can't really make heads or tails of what any of this stuff does. So it's probably magical, and they are healers, as they said. So it's probably healing stuff, but you couldn't make again. Any idea as to what the fuck it is? Okay. Could I also investigate the village? Yes. So yeah, I want to do that while everyone is ogling over Vara. Sure. I would wish to ogle over Vara. <laughs> All right. I choose to keep my hands to myself and stay quiet for now. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's an investigation check? Yes, sir. Or do I get advantage as well? Yes. Roll the 14 and 11, so I'll take the 14. Good call. And then... Fucking seven. Fucking seven from what? That's uh, my, I guess, the check for investigation. You, you rolled a 14. If you rolled a 14, what's your int mod? Uh, well, I also have a point in investigation. Okay, you're proficient in investigation? Yeah. You don't have points and skills in this game. Okay. You either are proficient... Oh, no. Yeah, I am proficient. Okay, then what's your proficiency mod, and then what's your intelligence modifier? Uh, proficiency mod is one, and then negative one. Your proficiency modifier is plus two, at, at the worst. Oh, shit, wrong one. Sorry, looking at the wrong one. Uh, plus two, and then negative one on intellect. Okay, so you are proficient in investigation, but your total benefit is only plus one. So you yeah. got a 15, then, for your check. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Got it. So, with a 15, um, you see that Nara is over by a bunch of stuff, and you're like, probably not a good idea to also be in the same shit. So, you poke your beak into one of the uh, incense-smelling structures. I'm not just going to call it a teepee. Um, I haven't decided what their, what their architecture is like, but we'll, we'll play with that later. Uh, so you poke your head into one of the incense-smelling structures and and have found yourself in what seems to be like a dry larder of some sort. Um, there are several sticks of, of like, fat incense burning, um, and uh, there is a yak folk that is deep in meditation and is seem- seemingly completely unaware of your presence. Is there anything else in the... The, the structure? Well, like I said, it's a larder, so there's all kinds of shit in there. Like, there's barrels and dried meats hanging. There's herbs and, uh, like, glass jars. There's a couple of iron jars that uh, have been... Could I... Good? Could I root through the, 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 the yak folk meditating, like, through its pockets? Uh, give me a stealth roll for that, homie. <laughs> well, fuck. Eight. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you um, poke through the yak folk's leather pouch on its on its rope belt. The yak folk sort of grunts and reaches past your hand, and you sort of freeze as you're not at all like you know claw in the cookie jar sort of situation. He the the yak folk reaches past you, grabs a uh, like a jar that's like the size of your head in its big paw and opens one eye, looks you directly in your eye and says, what you're looking for is in this jar, my friend. I, I just, I, I said, okay, you're right. Uh, he hands, he hands the jar to you. And if you take it from him, he closes his eyes and goes back to meditating. Dodge the bullet there. So uh, I'll take the jar and then just quickly backstep my way out of the tent. Okay. So you're standing outside of the the tent with the jar in your hands. Okay. Um, I'm going to put the jar away for now. Okay. 
So I just put it in my, my little my pouch. Right. Well, not a pouch because, like I said, it's the size of your head. You'd probably have to put it in your uh, backpack. Sure. It's pretty so, good. Yeah, so... Well, I guess, can I hide it under my robe? Uh... Because I only have a small pack. If you want to hide it under your robe rather than putting it in your pack, you're going to... No, I'll put it in my pack if it fits. Okay, it does. Okay, cool. So it's in my pack. Yeah. Just abnormally shaped pack. (laughs) And then I... Then I'll walk back to the group. Okay. Um, And then I saw that the rogue's written me a note that says that, can I look for an infirmary? Um, you can, but by the time you approach it, uh, after recognizing that it is an infirmary, you hear the performance has ended. So, um, the performance sort of goes, uh, what's the wisdom, uh, DC to succeed on being idolized by you? Can you say that again? What is the wisdom DC to not be... Oh, you wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. If I had to guess, it's probably 13. Yeah, that, I I would say like 13. Yeah. Um, okay, so all three of them actually failed it because they were making it a disadvantage because they're already kind of like charmed by you. Um, so yeah, all three of the four elders that you attempted to idolize are idolizing you. Um, and as you sort of come back to the ground, uh, uh, that, that same sort of cacophony of horns and cheering, uh, fills the, the village. Um, and I assume no small amount of, uh, your party joins in on it. Give a nice bow. Bahokui kind of, like, in a bad rhythm, stamps one of his hoofs. <laughs> um. I shout Freebird uh, free over and over again. <laughs> I clap you on the back and say, yes, you are. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's got levels. Damn. Anyway, so, um... yeah. Uh, now that I have um, performed for you, I'm talking to the Council of Elders. Right. There's four. There's four. Are, what was that? There's four and there's how many elders are there? Four. Four and three of them are idolizing you for the next hour. Okay. So um, I'm going to say uh, uh, esteemed elders. Uh, would you be willing to uh, meet with my companions to discuss the um, the healing of two of my, my friends here? They nod. Um, I gesture over to my friends. Are they all there? Uh, everyone except for Nara. Okay. I come back. Okay. I, yeah, I, I wanted to poke around the infirmary, and I... <laughs> like get in the infirmary and then you know stop listen probably don't hear the performance anymore yeah and i go this could be bad and back up all right 
so the elder says, of course, of course, gather your friends and meet us uh, by that bi- that house. And they point to the house that you had initially gone to, the, uh, the one that has like the, the, the unattended mortar and pestles out front. Um, so your party does that. Uh, you see a lot of... Um, Oh man, I, I didn't want to. I just realized that I'm going to totally steal this from Game of Thrones, and I didn't want to. I had this in my mind, and I was like, "Shit, they did this." Uh, as you pass the Yak Folk tribes people on your way to that structure, uh, everyone like reaches out to like touch you, like you're the fucking Dalai Lama. Um, Mother. yeah, yeah. I I realized halfway through thinking that that's what I wanted to have happen. I was like, "Fuck!" Game of Thrones did that. But yeah, I so, totally into it. Sure. Why wouldn't you? What's that what's that Eldorado line? Like if you find a group of people that think you're a god, you are a god. Act like it. Good movie. It is yeah. a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh according to that movie, Lauren, you and I need to go off on our own and try to find the lost city buried around here somewhere. That's right, it's a bard and a rogue. Yep. Yep. It's amazing. So I guess that would make Pahokwi the unnecessarily, unnecessarily like He's sexy. He's the horse. He's not the horse. He can't do anything else right oh. now. <laughs> I was gonna try and make him like the sexy like seductress that tears you two apart. Yeah, that's that's what I am. Because he's the native one to this type of people. You guys, you're an asshole. And, he can and carry besides, our I feel like the horse is and pretty he can expressive. Yeah, the horse is incredibly expressive. I don't so know if Pokemon would be a good fit for that. Right <laughs> Plus, we all know Chesapeake oh. would be the horse. Oh, that's true. Chesapeake has so much fucking personality. <laughs> I got, I got like a secret DM like crush on this crab, man. Like nothing bad is ever gonna happen to that crab on my watch. Could <laughs> be any more Maryland? Right. <laughs> Anyway, that crab uh, is bay. Anyway, uh, so okay, the the I assume the party gathers at the front of that location. Yeah. Anyone yes. else trying to like slip away? Yak. All right. Um. Uh. So you all uh, reach there, and the four elders uh look at you all and sort of look to uh, Lauren's character. It's Nara and. Vala. Gotcha. Sorry. I will get it. I will get it. Uh, they look to Vala and say, which of your friends are afflicted? Um, I'm going to gesture at Nalos and Pahokwi. Uh, they are going to then turn to Nalos and Pahokwi and say, we are going to ask you two to do something, and it is going to not look like help at first. And they sort of all look at Pahokwi at the same time and go, we understand we are breaking one of the tenets of the people, but you must trust what we are doing for you. And only if you consent will we do this. And where uh, two of the elders sort of reach behind what you guys have maybe thought was like a really bad hump that they should get surgically removed. Uh, but reveals to be a sort of roped up to their back, like a backpack, uh, gigantic to their, like almost the size of their own torso, uh, jar. 
that they remove from their backs and sit on the ground in front of them. Is it, um, I don't know what's in the jar, sorry. Well, the jars aren't open. Okay, well, I was going to ask, like, is whatever in the jar, is that similar to the mortar and pestles that I was seeing? No. Okay. Not at all. Mortar and pestles, go ahead. I I just want to clarify that, um... The elders understand that it's a, a curse, not like a physical malady. Have we explained? You you did explain that, yeah. Okay. So they... right, well, I mean, I'll trust them. They're, you know. I'm not going to say anything or make any wild gestures. <laughs> I am simply stepping forward. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean. Comply. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I've trusted damn near everyone else we've come across so far. Why not? So the two elders that aren't a part of this ritual so far step to the, like, past your two comrades and sort of look to the rest of the party and say, you all must not look inside of these jars when they are opened, or it will disrupt the ritual and the magic will be lost. Cover your eyes, turn around, but you must respect the sanctity of this ritual for otherwise you will become a part of it in a way in which you will, may not be prepared for. Uh, I assume everyone follows that order in some capacity. I'm going to turn around, so I'm not even tempted. Yep, I'm going to turn around as well. Okay. Yeah. I'm not. I don't want to see. Okay. Uh, so, the everyone except for Nara turns away. The two elders who were facing you all have turned your backs to the group and have placed a pair of palms on the backs of the of Nalos and Pahokwi. Uh, one hand from each of them, so like uh, their hands are crossing in the middle. And they begin to chant in Yakish. Uh, Pahokwi, you understand the incantation. Uh, I mean, you probably don't know the magic behind it, but it's it's about binding and pulling away from the bonds of freedom in the name of purity and sanctity, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and as the sort of incantations continue, the two in front of Nalos and Pahokwi, sitting in front of their jars, have also joined in the incantation. And as the sort of voices begin to well in volume and bass, they shout a single phrase uh, or a single syllable very loudly. And the two sitting on the ground pull the tops of the jars open and Nalos, your soul is pulled into that jar. Pahokwe, your soul is pulled into the other jar. And roll a d20, Nara. Nat 20. Okay. So, uh, your soul is pulled into the jar with Nalos's soul. Uh, so that's weird. Um, Nara's body immediately falls to the ground uh, for the party to see. And Well, they don't see me because they're turned around. Well, you're still standing next to them, okay. and they would probably notice your body flop to the ground lifelessly, because it is. <laughs> um, Nalos, as you're uh, and Pohokwe, I guess the people whose souls just got sucked into these jars, <laughs> you see, it's almost like your your point of view is is like thrown into the jar, and as you look up, you see the opening of the jar above you, and then a cap close it. Um, as that happens, all three of your bodies fall to the ground, uh, lifeless, and then slowly but surely stand back up. Uh, your bodies are being controlled by the yak folk who control those jars. Uh, 
and then the ritual ends. The two that were standing between the party and the ritual turn around, look at Nara, and immediately begin to argue and, and berate your party in Yakish about, and, and every so now then slipping into common with, that fool of a furbog has disrupted the ritual and her soul is in the jar. Uh, My soul elbows Nalos to move over some because I'm being squished. That's not, no, that's not real. It's incredibly roomy in this jar. <laughs> Uh, by the way, the curse that is affecting Nalos and Bahokwi does not affect you at this time. Oh, it does not affect... I can, like, I can talk? Yeah, I mean, your soul's trapped in a jar, but... Yeah. Yeah. I have fun talking to nobody inside the jar. Yeah, it's not like the jar can... Oh, like, it's not flopping open at the top, like, Hey guys, I can totally talk again! <laughs> clink, clink, clack! No, not at all. Oh, great. Well, then I'm going to peacefully enjoy my silence in the jar. All right, so, uh, party, you should probably interact with these elders that are fucking furious with you. Yeah, so uh, can we piece together what happened? Yes, they sort of, the the four of them have all risen and have approached uh, Nara's, again, now standing body. And uh, two of them are dragging her, uh, sort of like calling to her, body which on its own volition walks over and obeys their command so and, um i'm gonna ask them uh what's happened what uh why is she afflicted there is only one way to explain away what has happened to your ignorant friend who disobeys orders Quite simply, your friend looked into the jar while it was open and active and have now thrown their soul into this jar, completely disrupting this ritual. What, what, what was the ritual about besides healing our friends? To put it simply, good, good friend of Child of Light, your friends are not healed yet, but they will be. The magic we are going to do upon them is incredibly powerful and volatile and harmful to the mind. So we removed their soul from their body and placed it within these jars for which they will be safe. We will then perform the magic onto their bodies without a chance to harm their souls. And then we would return their souls to their bodies. But... This has complicated things, as there is now two souls in this jar. Um, Can I hear what's going on outside of the jar? Not at all. All three of the players that have a soul in the jar can hear fucking nothing. Period. So so does this mean once, you know, you've done completed the ritual and our souls of our friends go back to their bodies... Our two friends who are in the jar, could their souls go into each other's bodies? We... Like Nara into Nala's and Nala's into Nara? <laughs> oh, the, no. one, the one yak folk elder looks to you with a very cu- curious eye and goes, I appreciate the trickfulness of your mind, young friend of the Child of Light. And yes, we could do that. But we would not. For we have agreed to help the Child of Light's allies, and we will do as we have promised, and exclusively that. 
And we appreciate the help so much. Indeed, we do. Uh, I. It's very unfortunate that um, one of my companions has uh, broken the uh, or not followed your advice. Um, quite. Okay. <laughs> quite unfortunate. Um, we will try to make it up to you, uh, but but please uh, bring bring them all back uh, in in one piece. They nod and say, "We will perform the ritual. It will take some small amount of preparation on our parts and some small amount of preparation on yours. For you of see, course. you all have traveled together for some time." You have come from the north, from the very opposite end of the river. We are aware of this. We have bonded with your the memories of your friends. You all met in a, in a display of great power to the beck and call of a great and powerful person, the same who which cursed your friends. His yes, mag- indeed. His magic is strong, but we are in touch with the earth, and there is nothing more powerful than that. We may not be able to break the enchantment placed upon your allies, but we will be able to fashion talismans that will suppress the curse until they can get it removed. That would be a wonderful help. That would be dope as fuck. We would like you to take the time between now and when we are ready at the setting of the sun, which is like several hours away. We want you to go to the raft that you arrived on and take of its lumber enough to craft three beds. Then we will lay your friends upon and through the memories and compassion forged upon that raft in your adventures so far and through our magic we will be able to craft these talismans that will protect him from the curse. Okay. Okay. We can do that. See to it and make sure you get some sweat. And if blood touches the lumber, it would only make it more powerful. Now, that, sure. <laughs> now be off with yourselves, for we have work to do, as do you. I remain and continue to be pot. Correct. <laughs> uh, the Yak Folk elders, after the party departs, uh, immediately set the three soul-trapped members to work. Um, any of the souls that are trapped in jars that concentrate, you can see through the eyes of your body, but not do anything else. Cool. Neat. Sweet. Uh, and you can see that your bodies are immediately put to menial labor. <laughs> Some of you are chopping wood, some of you are tanning hides, some of you are tending to the fires of camp, and one of you is cooking. I don't care. Whoever wants it. Uh, Out of curiosity, how is Chesapeake dealing with this whole, I'm just kind of mindlessly wandering around? Uh, At last I checked, Chesapeake hasn't left the river. Uh, I told her to get out of the boat and follow us. Okay. Um... I, I didn't I didn't remember that. My bad. So yeah, Chesapeake is following your body like a puppy. Just <laughs> you walk around the, the the camp and the 
Chesapeake just follows you. And plenty of the yak folk look at Chesapeake and just go, you know what? That thing's twice my size. I'm not going to do anything that upsets it. <laughs> so everyone okay. just kind of gets out of Chesapeake's way and lets it follow you around like a like a puppy. <laughs> I will be the body that chops wood and I will just Captain America this shit until you guys get back. <laughs> Not even chopping it, just grabbing the pieces and ripping them in half. Right. <laughs> Can I do that? No. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> because your body was instructed to chop wood, not sunder it. Uh, somebody tell those elders to tell me to sunder wood. <laughs> I mean, sorry, pot, 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 pot. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Anyway, uh, thunk, so thunk, thunk, thunk. the party reaches the raft. What do you all do? So we have to make three beds? Yes. Uh, start start hacking up these ropes that hold the rack together. All right, each, each of the three of you needs to give me a nature or a survival check. Whichever you want. At a 19 in survival. I got an eight in nature. Okay. So, well, sorry, what was that again? I totally missed it. You need to make a nature or a survival check, whichever you want. Uh, I'll do a survival check and it's an 11. Okay. Uh, so you guys are mani- are able to pull away about a third of the raft's lumber and... Uh, Despite a couple of bad knots on uh, uh, Nara? 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 Nara, you're Nara. I'm Nara. I don't want you. I want Vala. Vala. Damn it! The from Vala's bad knot work, um, Necro swats her hands away and goes, "No, I've done this a thousand times. I will do it." Uh, and uh, you eventually craft three. Uh, Slipshod but effective and strong uh, wooden cots, basically. And uh, return them just as dusk approaches to where you've met with the elders before, who are actively at work as you arrive, uh, reducing herbs to dust in their mortar and pestles, incanting uh, upon some... Looks like, like like a white quartz crystal... Uh, bound by uh, leather string or sinuous string. And they look at you all as you approach, and the one of the three who would, who was idolized by you approaches and goes, Very good, child of light. It is good to see you again, and glad that you and your friends have done the hard part of the bargain. Please, set these three cots just next to each other, and we will call for your friends' bodies to return to you. Okay. All right. Work. All right. So uh, your friends' bodies walk back over and lay on the cots. And uh, the elders uh, sort of kneel over Nalos and uh, Pahokwi's 
bodies holding the talismans in their hands as if they were about to like pour it onto them like water um, and begin chanting. Uh, every soul in the jars can hear the chanting sort of ruminate around you like almost deafeningly loud. Uh, and the two elders sit next to their jars and continue the incantation. It's almost the same ritual uh, as it were, but uh, in effect, it's the opposite. It, it goes in reverse. Uh, they open the jars. You, your souls sort of like fly out of the jars and you can see uh, the two yak folk elders sitting near your bodies sort of like coax your souls over to your body as your souls sort of gently fly back into the like chests of your bodies. But you do not awaken. You, you, instead of being able to see that sort of flight path back into your body, you just see darkness, but you can feel your body again. Uh, you're just unconscious. Uh, Bahokwi and Nalos, you feel as you begin to stir from a deep and restful slumber, uh, you feel a, a, a sort of necklace be put around you, uh, your neck, and with a thunderous thump to your torso and your like solar plexus the breath that you had in your unconscious stupor ruptures from your mouth and you take a all three of you take a, a very sharp inhale and awaken <gasps> and uh as was explained before the curse that is afflicting the two of you that have one uh, are suppressed while you wear the necklaces that have been bestowed upon you I uh, I look around and ask, did did it work? One of the elder that's kneeling by you sort of nods gently, and her uh, old but calloused hand sort of strokes the top of your head and says, "It has, strong son. It has." Well, I'm gonna sigh, very relieved, ob- like very obviously relieved at this. <laughs> Uh, and I'm going to speak in Yakish to them and express how thankful I am for the work of the elders, even though they had to break our codes. I appreciate it so much. The the four elders all walk over and hug you together. I, I, I join in the group hug. And then they turn and surround Nalos and give him a very same hug. Uh, uh, thank you, thank you, and I'm going to try and like sneak between them as they try and give me this hug, uh, and run to Chesapeake and jump up onto the saddle. Oh, Chesapeake sees you coming and like lays a claw down and flips you onto Chesapeake's back. You stick the landing into the saddle, and she like chitters in crab and like raises both claws <laughs> to the sky triumphantly. No, I make the I similar. Uh... I simulate the sound of a ham horn and go burr, 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 burr. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the ham horn echoes in the distance as Chesapeake crab walks with a haste towards the nearest body of water. Yeah. Uh, and as that happens, the four elders walk and surround Nara and each give you uh, can you like lean into the shot? Each give you like a like a to the forehead. <laughs> but 
after they all sort of like knock their knuckles onto your forehead somewhat painfully, uh, each once they all lean over and rest their, their horned foreheads on your chest and pat you on the chest and say, we have forgiven you, young one. We were all young once, at least. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, good, I mean, that's a good answer. <laughs> Probably best to leave any potential snark on the table for that one. Do I shut myself up? Yeah. Anyway, um, so after the ritual has commenced, um, they, the elders grab the wooden cots that were, you all had laid your allies on and then immediately ritualistically pitch them to the bonfire in the middle of, t- of, uh, the village. Oh no, the raft that you uh-huh. got from the, the child of the light. I'm sorry that you had to lose that. The, f- the fire blooms 15 feet taller instantly. It's fucking magic in that wood. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, so they extend an offering to the party to have you all stay for the night. And they promise to fill your rations and see you off to a proper path for they are assured that anyone that travels with the child of the light has somewhere very important to go. Well, I, for one, am most thankful at the offer and could not dream of denying the, el- the elder's request to stay. Yeah. 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 Let's party. Yeah. I was yeah, we should have a party. Yeah, no, it, it happens. Um, <laughs> uh, roll to party? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's, real, it's, it's a real good party. Like, that's, a, that's a nat 20 for partying. <laughs> Yo, that's funny over here. <laughs> it's a fantastic party filled with song and story and drink and food. And it's it's a wonderful evening for everyone. And I am thoroughly happy to be with my people again. Uh, as the evening progresses, Pahukwi, you're, you're gestured by one of the elders who approaches you and and remarks... You are not of our tribe, and you are far from home, from the cold lands you once knew. You have traveled far, young son, strong son, and we will know you for a time. And uh, they ha- they hand you from their pouch a small leather symbol from their tribe and extend it to you and say, Travel with us in mind, travel us in your pack, and may your road forever be smooth. Yay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, well, I make a respect, a respectful gesture back and I'm very thankful and I will certainly keep you honored elders and your tribe in my thoughts just as I do my own. The elder nods and pats you on your shoulder and turns uh, their horn to their their drinking horn to their lips and finishes the end and goes, well, I am due elsewhere. Young son, strong son, be well. And goes to fill their horn back up. (laughs) All right. So the party is nice. Everyone, uh, 
any any special actions that evening or night before I fast forward you to the morning? I drink far too much. Confirmed. <laughs> All right. Anyone? I want to invent a new verse to uh, my favorite drinking song based on these events. Wonderful. It it's it it resonates with the tribe and they are touched by your gesture. <laughs> There's some like puns on pot like losing one's mind it's gonna be it's great necro i want you to make a uh deception roll sixteen at some point in the night The uh, the the yak folk that you disturbed via meditation walks up to you and rests a meaty paw on your shoulder. Drunkenly remarks, I see you haven't looked in the jar, my young feathered friend. Have you returned it? What? <laughs> Return it to where? I thought this was given to me. Given for you to look inside, but you haven't. I assume you've given it back? Uh, How about we just pop that jar open right now, my friend? He nods and says, yes, yes, open the jar. Uh, I proceed to take the jar out of my pack and then open the jar. (laughs) Do you look in it? (laughs) Do you look in it? Um... I'm I'm just drunk enough and curious enough. Even after what I saw today, I look in the jar. Okay, uh, your soul gets sucked into the jar. Damn it! <laughs> and the the yak folk laughs loudly, and it's the last thing you hear until utter silence of it inside the jar. Uh, many of the yak folk around you, including some of your party members, uh, see that happen. Um. And potentially before a moment of nefarious thought enters any of your party's mind of, oh shit, the <laughs> warlock just got put in a jar. How the fuck are we going to get out of this scenario? All that the yak folk makes your body do in penance for your greed is he makes you dance around the fire pretending to fly. <laughs> <laughs> I join in the laughter at him. <laughs> um... And then he uses every one of your spell slots that you have to cast fireworks from your claws into the sky. (laughs) He's making such a fool of you. (laughs) This is hilarious. Another verse added. Yeah. And then once all of your spell slots are are expended and all of the sort of moment of merrymaking is sort of pulled out of how funny that can be before it becomes creepy and scary, uh, he sort of holds the jar over your your body's head and pours your soul back into your body uh, to which you are returned, but you realize I'm completely out of spell slots. Fuck. (laughs) All right, guys, roll for initiative. Yeah. But that's 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 the most, like, 
nefarious thing that happens all evening. I immediately pass out. <laughs> Correct. Just where I am. <laughs> all right. It's the morning. Uh, you notice your backpacks have all been filled with 10 days of rations. Uh, if you already had rations, then it's just filled up to 10 days of rations. If you had more than 10 days of rations, you now have 15 days of rations. Good job being prepared. Hell yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were all escorted to the edge of the village and wished to a very... Uh, sorry, at some point in the morning, the elders inquire as to where you are headed, and they might be able to point you in the right direction to get started. Uh, has the map. You just show them. I I have the map, so I unfurl unfurl it and point to the dots in the forest. Uh, from that, they gesture a respectable western and slightly south path for you to travel until you will reach the edge of the great woods. All right. Um, I'd like to ask. Uh, are there any other? Towns, cities, uh, anywhere where you would advise us to stop on our way. Or any place that you would advise us to not stop and to avoid. Uh, that's that's also useful information. We should ask that more often. <laughs> <laughs> the Yak folks sigh and respond, unfortunately, where we are is our most southern end of our of our travels. We normally turn north from this river at some point soon. We stay here for about a month before we travel north again. So we do not know much of south of here. Yeah. Well. All right. Well, thanks anyway. Yeah. We uh, we are awfully lucky that we caught you during your, like, one month that you're here. Very lucky. Well, the, the ground before the golden, not the golden, before the children of the light is always blessed. All right. So, well, uh. Let's be. All right. So we, uh, continue on our way, I guess. Yep. You guys try take your, your direction from the elders and begin to travel mostly west, but slightly south. Uh, It is not even 15 minutes uh, before uh, who wants this? Who just, who wants it? Me. Okay. Before Nara realizes, where's Prince Felwind? Oh, no, the cats. Oh, dang it. I forgot about the cats. He'd been awfully quiet through this whole, whole side process. Yeah. Wait, did we eat him? No. You know... In my stupor, I completely forgot about the cat prince. Me too. I was very busy being worshipped. Okay, He's well, kind of a prick. Let's turn around and go back. Retrace our steps. It's at around the point where Necro audibly says he was kind of a prick when you all hear a roar in front of you. Someone make a nature check. Sure, I have proficiency. Uh, uh, go for it, Clay. <laughs> Thirteen. It's the sound that a dragon makes. 
I've always wanted to fight a dragon. I never wanted to. I don't know if I have any spells left. Oh no. <laughs> uh oh, hey. Uh so I speak draconic. Um was it just a roar or was it an actual word? It was a battle cry that said, I fall upon you with the might of a thousand mountains. Tremble and beware. That's a lot uh, of words for a Hey guys, that was, that was a bad, like, that was not good. I instinctively <laughs> grab my glaive and ready it. Uh, Nalos, you recognize that came from above. Um, I'm going to look up. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, can I investigate check the sky? No, you can just turn your head up and see what's coming because it's nearly upon you. <laughs> Let me just find this the correct size. Okay. It's, right. it's hard to see. The sun is out. Kind of squinting. <laughs> A huge dragon the size of Chesapeake. <laughs> falls onto the ground and merely 10 feet in front of the party and a frosty mist freezes a line of of grass in front of the party falls or lands lands okay uh and sort of like this little like icy breath freezes a line of 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 earth before the party and atop the shoulders of this uh, wormling white dragon stands Prince Felwind. Well, she with is... as a cat friend, you're moving up in the world. As as a cat, okay. He puffs his chest out and sort of like like stamps one of his paws down to look as princely as possible, like outside of a uh, like a feathered coat, a uh, cloak, and a crown. He's about as princely as a cat can look. And he goes, of course, my servants, I enlisted the help of one of those who is still loyal to me. Witness the great might and feel his... He doesn't stop like I do. Power of my greatest ally, Frostman. (laughs) Frostman? Yeah, you know what? Frostman, fuck it. That's what the dragon's name is. Is it Bill Frostman? No, it's not Bill Frostman. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> to uh, Prince Felwyn says, "Bring me to the ground, servant." Uh, the dragon's the the wormling dragon lowers its head, and the prince like struts down to the ground, and says, "I bid you farewell and dismiss you of your service." Uh, to the wormling nods, breathes like a cone of frost in the air to be like. Look at how much of a badass I am, and then flies away. I uh, I look to the rest of her and I'm like I, I was not expecting that honestly. <laughs> so Prince Felwyn sort of again like struts f- forward towards the party, all ego boosted off of that, and goes. So while you are wasting your time with your silly errand, I set up something to ease our travel. For finding your shoulders is most uncomfortable. 
Uh, what did you set up? There is a village merely two days' travel on foot from here, and there will be a carriage prepared that will take us directly to my lands. Well, that's what? awfully thoughtful of you. What's the Go. catch? What catch? If you are to continue to serve me, simpletons, you must know what proper regality is. And I am done knowing the baking sun upon my illustrious form, even if it is not walking on my own legs and you all carrying me. So when we get to this town in two days, are they going to expect any payment from us for return of this carriage? Of course. I have not my purse with me and they will need payment. Aha, so that's the case. How much is the payment going to be? Oh, I don't know. I don't carry about simple triflings like gold. I'm a prince, you fool. As a prince and a very important one at that, shouldn't it be their pleasure to provide that service for you? Of course it will be, but my servants always pay for fare. I just don't see how an honest... uh, um, what is it? I can't think of the word. An honest person of your kingdom could bear to charge uh, their prince for passage. Tis not I that pays for the passage. The passage is happening regardless of you all's attendance. But you are my servants and you will be at my attention. And therefore, to ride in the carriage, you must pay for it. Tis this the first time you've ever come with the car? Be eye level with Prince Veland. Um, I'm gonna boob his nose. He Prince, we, we had this this conversation before. I I show him the engraved pearl pendant again. Remember, we are we are nearly equals. Well, of course you are not amongst those I'm counting on. Oh. All right, we'll carry on then. <laughs> and Nalos quickly picks up his allies and throws them to the wolves. <laughs> uh, well, honestly, guys, I'm not going to worry about the cost of this carriage now at this point. We were given a huge sack of gold when we started this journey. We might as well put those earnings to use when we get there. That's true. We, we would be spending Chet's money to help get Prince Felwyn back. I mean, there's like I think that's like irony or something. I'm I'm a little iffy on what you people call it up here. It's a it's a electromy. Ah. <laughs> for for those that are listening, there's there's just a lot of like cats floating about. Yeah. On screen at the moment. I don't have my kitty with me this week. Oh no. You could pick up the dog. Here, Max. Like, yeah, that's a cat. That's better than a cat. That's, that's a dog. That's a lassie. That's what that is. Yeah. Lenny is just giving me the saddest look from across the room. Poor Lenny. Dr. Lips wants attention. Dude, Dr. Lips, of course he does. He doesn't understand D&D. Anyways, uh, so, whatever. We're going to spend Chet's money to pay for this carriage. That's fine. <laughs> I'm down. Let's, uh... Can, can we try that whole, like, hurried pace thing again to 
make our way to that village? Yes, it will take a day and a okay. half to get there at a hurried pace. Um, which is trying because your druid and your and your warlock are already feeling one stage of exhaustion because they partied like idiots last night. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I can't tell if Karak's having an after effect of the party or trying to feed his young. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try desperately to climb onto Pokey's shoulder so he can carry me. <laughs> I uh, I give that bird a piggyback ride. All right. <laughs> Do I need a check for that? You will need to give me a constitution saving throw as the day um, goes on. Okay. Just let me know when. That's my best stat. Right. All right, uh, right. so does anyone have anything else? Because Prince Felwyn demands to be carried, so who's carrying him? I want to carry him, and I stroke his his head ever so gently. He fucking hates it. It's so soft (laughs) and fluffy. Of course, it's incredibly (laughs) well-kept. All right, so let's go ahead and just travel a day. Um, You guys traveling at a hurried pace. Uh, Everyone make uh, a... Constitution save, except for uh, Kyrak. <laughs> He's not traveling. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Eighteen. Nine. Fuck, I'm even good at this, and I still suck. What was that, Lauren? Fourteen. Okay. Nalos. Uh, six. And Necro. Nineteen. Okay. Necro, you still have one stage of exhaustion. Nalos, you now have a stage of exhaustion. Karak, you no longer have a stage of exhaustion. And Nara, you have a stage of exhaustion. Do I not get a stage of exhaustion? Did I pass it? Yeah, you passed. Okay, great. Uh, what is what does that actually do to us? Um, the first stage of it, basically there's six stages of exhaustion, and the sixth okay. the sixth one kills you. Yeah. Ow. That's important to know. Correct. (laughs) Just switch off piggyback rides this whole way, guys. Come on, I'm good for it. (laughs) So I'm going to just show this to the camera, this table. It's backwards for them. They can read. Uh, That's that's the correct way for us. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I can't read it, though. Mm. Disadvantage on ability checks. Speed have disadvantage on attack rolls. Okay, so right now we have disadvantage on ability checks. Alright. Well, yep. Those who failed anyway. Good to know. Yeah, so it's disadvantage on ability checks as you just went over, then speed is half, then disadvantage on attacks and saving throws Ooh, at three levels. At four levels of uh, exhaustion, your hit point maximum is half. Ugh. Wow. Then at five stages, your speed becomes zero. And at the sixth level of exhaustion, you die. Well, I mean, at five, it's pretty easy to rest. Then you can't walk anywhere. <laughs> yeah, but like, if you're if you're experiencing exhaustion due to exposure, you kind of want to have a move speed. Oh, that makes sense. Like, you can't be like, well, I'm lying here in the middle of a tundra snowstorm, but hey. At least I can take a nap. Uh, yeah, I can take an eight-hour rest, so that's cool. Oh wait, I died. Sorry, I've, I've never experienced a snowstorm. Like, right. Well, it's like a it's like a warm front. 
Like how that sort of just like soft boils everything that lives in your kingdom. <laughs> if the water gets too fucking hot out of nowhere, like if it changes, you know, what, 10 degrees, things would just die. <laughs> yeah. Good thing that's not too much of a problem. I'm glad I tried to warn that lady before, like, she just vanished for some reason. <laughs> anyway, so as you guys uh, sort of finish huffing and puffing through the night of of, her- of hurried travel, you all, in the distance, with the sun, can see uh, a township in the distance to which Prince Felwind uh, rises from his slumber and goes, oh, yes, that's the village. We want to enter it from the north side where the stable is. Wake me when we arrive. <laughs> and with that, I'm going to end it for tonight. Okay. So, I hope you all enjoyed tonight's session. Uh, we, of course, are not meeting this Sunday because that's what tonight was supposed to be. Yes. I hope you all enjoyed it, which I already said. I will see you all next week. Thank you for joining us. I have been, as always, your Dungeon Master, Kenny. We had our entire full party of the uh, Yak who now can talk back. I can speak, and I am Pahokwi. Our Triton, who is now no longer trying. No, you know what? I can do better. Uh, our, (laughs) Our Triton, who is now one with his crab. Good to be back to normal again, everyone. The child uh, of take care of yourselves. The child of light, the child of the clouds, the 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 demigod of the yak folk tribe, our bard. That's me, Lauren. Worshipped by two towns and counting. Uh, Necro, our warlock, who has been. Com- Necro. I want to say completely non No, you're good, man. I want to say completely non-descript this episode, and then I remembered how I uh, possessed you and then made you look like a total fool. So dot, 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 some sort of one-liner punchline making fun of that occurrence. <laughs> we'll see you next week, guys. Our, our rogue, who really did try to steal, but in turn just got their own soul stolen. Well, see you next time, guys. Hopefully there will be better stuff for me to pilfer. And then uh, the druid with a contract signed, contract completed, spells mastered. Oh, and then there was that small stint where he drank himself into a coma for a night. (laughs) I'll feel better next week. All right. Bye, everybody. Good night. And...